right, what's up, y'all? This is John Lawrence, and it is the middle of May, 2023. This is episode 94, and I'm calling it Shorts Cue Ball. <laughs> I don't mean shorts like the things you wear, but shorts like this will be brief, and there will be more episodes like this to come. You know, shorts. But first, updates. And actually, I should say before that, I'm, I'm holding my two-month-old right now. So if you hear any... Uh, Baby noises in the background, that is what is going on. Little man is taking a nap on me, and we're doing podcasts because that is what is happening. And if you remember, back in January, I mentioned that my wife and I were pregnant, and in March, we welcomed this little dude into the world, little Mr. Brody Kai, and his big brother, Wilder, is totally smitten, and everyone is doing really well overall. Uh, little Brody came five weeks early through a scheduled C-section due to Vasa Previa, so that was a thing. Uh, my wife ended up in the hospital for three weeks prior to the delivery and uh, for close monitoring, and then Little Man stayed about a week in NICU and a week in our hospital's continuing care nursery before we were able to bring him home, and he's doing fantastic. Uh, you may remember that both my wife and I are CRNAs at the same hospital. So we had a lot of time with friends and family and colleagues, and we're definitely so grateful for everyone's support during that time. And now we're getting back to podcast stuff, which I'm stoked about. So in other news, uh, Main Med, Main Medical Center, where I serve as the chief CRNA, is headed to the AANA Annual Congress in Seattle this August. So we're going to have a table set up in the exhibition hall, and a couple of our CRNAs will be there to talk about what it's like to work at our Level 1 Trauma Center. And if it's a good match for any of y'all SRNAs and CRNAs out there, uh, Maine Med is currently building a new cardiovascular surgical tower here in Portland, Maine, which will expand our OR capacity, and that's due to open in May of 2024. So between now and then, we are looking for a group of motivated SRNAs and CRNAs to join our team. If you want to practice a wide range of case types as part of a clinically excellent and supportive team, you know, while living in a super cool town that's just big enough but doesn't come with all the downsides of huge metro areas, definitely look us up. And if you're headed to the annual Congress in Seattle in August of this year, be sure to swing by and check out our team at the booth. So hope to see you there. All right. So in other news, uh, this fall, I'm back on the teaching circuit. Uh, teaching circuit might be a little generous. I'm, I'm teaching at one conference this year, which is the New England at the Cliff House 2023 Encore Symposium in Cape Nettick, Maine. The dates are October 16th to 19th, 2023. So you can check out the other folks who will be presenting at the conference uh, and register at Encore's website, which is e scrnas.com so scrnas.com and look for new england at the cliff house 2023 encore symposium and again the dates are october 16 to 19 this conference usually sells out by july each summer uh, part of the reason is the location the cliff house is amazing it's this iconic beautiful resort built in 1872 on a 70-foot cliff overlooking the Atlantic Ocean. So, you know, if you're into fresh, cool ocean air, granite cliffs, nearby sandy beaches, if that's the, you know, that's kind of your thing, this may be a great way to get away and come get your learn on with us. So 
If you come, we're going to get the chance to talk about the topics I'm, I'm hitting on are practical pharmacology for anesthesia providers, leadership in emergencies, best practices in neuromuscular blockade, monitoring and reversal, ERAS, enhanced recovery after surgery, airway management, and a rundown on everything that is new in anesthesia. So, uh, so much to talk about. It's going to be fantastic as the one conference that I'm doing this year I am definitely going to pump some energy into it and be stoked to see whoever shows up. So hope to see you there. That's the Encore Symposiums, New England at the Cliff House, October 16 to 19 this year. All right, so let's get to the thought that has just grabbed me the last few weeks and will not let go of me. This is kind of like Can't Let It Go on the NPR uh, Politics Podcast. I don't know if you ever checked that out. Uh, they have this segment called Can't Let It Go at the end of their newsreel, and the hosts talk about things that uh, have just stuck with them and they can't let go. Well, this idea is, is like that, but it I feel like it's got a hold of me. It just won't seem to let me go. It's something that is just lingering that I can't seem to shake. It is a simple idea. It actually came from an Instagram reel, and so I'm calling this cue ball. Uh, what happened was I was scrolling Instagram, as one does. I came across this clip. It was only like 90 seconds, which is you know, kind of long for our stunted social media-driven attention span these days. You know, So in the, in the epic movie of a 90-second film on Instagram, I caught Neil deGrasse Tyson, the legendary astrophysicist, talking to Joe Rogan. So stay with me here. Uh, Tyson explains that the highest peak on Earth, Mount Everest, is just over five miles high, 29,000. 32 feet or around, you know, 8,800 meters above sea level. And the Mariana Trench, the deepest part of the Earth's oceans is just over six miles deep, right around 36,037 feet, give or take, uh, which is around 11,000 meters deep. So the difference is like 11 to 12 miles from the deepest part of the ocean to the highest peak on Earth, 11 miles. And the diameter of the earth, point to point through the midpoint of the earth, is almost 8,000 miles. It's uh, 7,917.5 miles, if you're counting. So you've got 11 miles between the highest point and the lowest point of the earth's crust. And we're talking about a diameter of this uh, ball of rock screaming through space is 8,000 miles. So Tyson reminded listeners, you know, those topographic globes, like in elementary school classrooms, the ones that you can, you know, they have the whole world map on them and you can spin them around and they've got bumps on them for all the, all the mountain ranges. He said, those are wildly inaccurate. You know, the, the mountains are not to scale on those globes. Uh, the way he puts it is that if you are a cosmic giant, you know, strolling around the universe and you walked up to earth, what you're walking on, I don't really know. Uh, but, you know, if you walked up to earth and you ran your finger over it, the surface of the earth would be smoother than a cue ball. Smoother than a cue ball. Like when you play pool, like the white ball. <laughs> These things are slick as snot. Uh, and I just, I can't get over this, that you know, like, have you ever, have you ever climbed up a hill? My, my, my first bachelor's degree uh, was at Southeast Missouri State University. Shout out, you know, to Cape Girardeau and SEMO. They have this hill from where the dorms are to where like the educational buildings are. It's called 
cardiac kill, you know, because people have like heart attacks on it. It's probably only, I don't know, 150 feet uh, in, in height and it's pretty steep. But, um, you know, think about it. like, have you ever, have you ever walked or driven in the mountains, gone skiing, snowboarding, mountaineered, climbed maybe the, the scale of what we're talking about when you go from like cardiac kill on CMOS campus or, you know, whatever hill is close to, you know, maybe you've got some steps to walk up to, you know, to get into your apartment or, or, or work or whatever, you know, then you, you think about the scale of the Himalayas, uh, of Mount Everest and just how enormous mountains are. And then you think about like jumping into the deep end of a swimming pool and trying to get to the bottom, you know, 11, 12 feet down. You think your ears are going to rupture. You can't breathe. And it's just all the pressure is so intense. 11 to 12 feet. The Mariana Trench is six miles of that 36,000, 37 feet deep. So from the deepest depths to the highest peak, is 11 miles. I, I, I'm like going back and forth on this. You can tell how this is just like blowing my mind. Uh, you know, in some ways it doesn't seem like that much. And in other ways, it's, it's a scale that I cannot even fathom. Uh, you could walk 11 miles in a day. That's like a moderate long run for someone or a reasonable hike for those of you that get out and, and cruise around. So, some of you may walk 11 miles just doing your job at work. Uh, if, you're, if your offsite Nora, Nora sites are like ours, you, you got some distance to cover from like the main OR to, I don't know, IR or uh, endoscopy or whatever. Um, but what I'm getting at is like the scale of what we're talking about when you're on earth I can't even imagine how tall Mount Everest is. You know, I've walked up Middle Teton. It's around 12,800 feet. I've cruised to some of the collegiate peaks in Colorado. We're talking 14,000 feet. Those were huge hikes. Mount Everest is almost three times the size of, of Middle Teton. It's, it's enormous. I can't even imagine. Uh, my mind doesn't even compute ocean depths because it's just not a place that I've spent much much time in. Uh, and then I'm like, cue ball, cosmic giant, smooth as could be. If you were a cosmic giant and ran your finger across the surface of the earth, it would just feel smooth. Like it would, you, you, you wouldn't even know. You wouldn't know. It's not like the globe in your elementary school classroom. You wouldn't even know that there's gradient change. Uh, like if you could stick your finger <laughs> in the ocean, you wouldn't even know. Like it's just, it's just smooth. Uh, we are so tiny. We are like little ants on the surface of the earth, probably smaller than that in scale. We're like, we're like little red blood cells floating around on the surface of the earth. We're like tiny humanoid organisms organizing ourselves into little communities, building things, shuffling around, you know, checking our email, scrolling Instagram, <laughs> uh, cue ball, like all of earth, everything we know, just slick as a cue ball. Uh, so there you go. That's it. That's, that's the idea. You know, I don't know what that's going to do for you. It's not really related to anesthesia, but then it's related to everything we are and everything we do. So, uh, I don't know, maybe the next time you're thinking that whatever you're facing is a little too much, you're stressing out about something, uh, maybe when you think your problems are just so big, you don't know what you're going to do to deal with them, or, you know, they're the only thing that matters is the only thing that you can feel or think about is just what's right in front of you and the scale of all that. Uh, you know, maybe something's never going to get done. The scope is just too big. It's just too much. Uh, you know, whatever it is, uh, if something's not quite right, you know, just think cue ball, 
cue ball. We're on a rock hurtling through space and it's smooth as a cue ball. Uh, all of it, all of earth cue ball. Uh, <laughs> it's just blowing my mind. All right. I promise I'm not like in some wretched sleep depraved state where I have nothing better to talk about than random stuff on the podcast. Uh, with that next week, check back to the show. The show is going to be stellar. I talked to John Fratiani, who is a doctoral student at the Virginia Commonwealth University in Anesthesia, and his doctorate project focuses on the role of chat GPT and AI in anesthesia education and practice. We had a fantastic talk. Uh, he had chat GPT take anesthesia board exam questions from Prodigy, and we discussed whether AI or SRNAs fared better on the questions. It's very interesting. It's very interesting to think about. Uh, there's a little man. Very interesting to think about the role of AI in the future of our education and also our practices. So be sure to check that podcast out. It's coming out in the next week or so. And with that, me and little baby Brody will see you next time. Hey, y'all, John here. If you're digging the show, will you take a couple of minutes and drop a review of Anesthesia Guidebook on Apple Podcasts? Your comments and ratings help other people trust the show. Also, send a link to the podcast to your classmates and colleagues. Word of mouth is the best way for Guidebook to grow. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.